Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome again to the Other Page Radio. My name is Hayward Fennell's program. is sponsored by Triad Veterans League. Uh, we thank uh, BNN Media for providing this station. And this is WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. Today we have our monthly visit from Whittier Street Community Health Center. And we have... A a doctor in the house, doctor in the house, Dr. Michelle Johnson, I do believe, is sitting. How are you doing today, doctor? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, sir. Yes, thank you for ma'am. having me. Oh, well, no, thank you for, and Whittier Street for being available to our community to deal with prevention and treatment. You know, so many things are going on in the community. I don't have to tell you about the health situation. So today we wanted to just do a little updating of what's going on over mm-hmm. there, who's coming in, what's who's going out, you know, in terms of uh, prostrate, the virus, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of uh, people in our community that have contacted prostate. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit today with you about what it is that we can do what are the steps that are taken for prevention? And mm-hmm. you know that uh, they say black people do treatment better than prevention. And we're hoping that this information that we are sharing with our listeners today would kind of let them know uh, how they can prevent and what are some of the causations of people getting prostrate. And it seems to be like it's very high in the African-American community people of color. Yeah. So what do we well, start? Yeah, yeah. So with prostate cancer, you know, obviously men get it because only men have prostates. Um, and the older you get, the higher your risk of getting prostate cancer. Right. Um, and that goes for, you know, African-American and white and all kinds, you know, all the races. But what they found is that with African-American men, um, sometimes it it happens a little bit earlier and it could be more aggressive. Now, we're not sure if that's because, you know, you know, our community, we don't get help. As you talked about, we're more into treatment versus prevention. So that might be part of it is that people just don't go see doctors. And by the time they go and they have symptoms, it's really far advanced. So I'm not sure if it's a combination of those two things, but definitely you know, it is, um, it tends to be more aggressive um, in African-Americans. Now, you know, the other thing that makes it even more, um, uh, I don't know how to say, but even that puts you even more at risk besides just being a man. Susceptible, susceptible. Right. Besides just being a man and being older is if you have a family history of prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. So it is important um, you know, to talk to your father, your grandfather, you know, 
uh, as men and to find out what 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 is in you know our genes what's going on what did granddaddy die for what did dad die from I think if we know some of these things it could help us be more aware and to start screening earlier um, in terms of screening that's you know that's one of the ways to kind of hopefully catch it earlier mm-hmm. so um you know I think you know any any man who's 40, 50, you know, there's, it's kind of, you know, the thing with prostate cancer screening, it's, it's somewhat a little bit controversial in the medical um, community because, um, you know, the problem is that, you know, if you catch it early, that does help. But sometimes the other issue with, with prostate cancer, it's so slow growing that, you know, you know, if you were to catch it now or later, it may not make a big difference. However, you know, with African-American men, I think it's even more important because we do have that history, you know, of, of you know, the men having more aggressive disease that we should be screening, mm-hmm. um, at least when they're like between 40 and 50. And again, that's like a gray area. So you really have to talk to your primary care doctor about this um, and, you know, and really being aware of some of the symptoms, possible symptoms. Right. That's, uh, that's one of the things that... Uh... I wanted to ask you about the symptoms. I know mm-hmm. also, Dr. Uh, Johnson, that uh, there's a lot of different uh, 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 information coming out, of, you know, about this treatment of prostate. Where is the prostate located in the body and what is it for? Okay. So when you think about the prostate, so... The prostate gland, it's a gland. Okay. Um, and basically, you know, it, you cannot feel it from the outside. Um, and it, the, re, the, the, the prostate, is, you can best feel it. Really, that's why doctors do rectal exams. Mm-hmm. You can best feel it from a rectal exam. You, okay. You're really only feeling the back of it, a small amount of it, actually, when you do a rectal exam. Right. Most of it is in the front. Okay. Um, and so it's between the penis, basically, and the bladder, okay, okay. if you have to think about where it is in your mind, right. okay? Um, and what the prostate does is that it secretes, um, you know, a fluid for, you know, when, when you know, during sexual intercourse, okay. um, it's, it helps to, to, to produce the semen, all right? right? Okay. Um, and it's, it's basically kind of like it, it encircles... Um, what we call the urethra is a tube that goes from the bladder into the penis and out. All mm-hmm. right. So it encircles that urethra, that tube, right. Where you pee right. Uh, uh, above. And when that gets really too big, it can cause, you know, a uh, constriction or a narrowing right. of, you know, your, your urinary stream. Makes it difficult to urinate too. I bet you. You can have a lot of difficulty urinating right. or you can have, um, Dysfunctions you know, in sexual activities. That can happen. Right. That can happen, um, as well as you know, frequent urination where okay. you you can't seem to empty the bladder out as much. Right. Now the thing with the symptoms that they're very similar to the symptoms that you get with an enlarged prostate, which is which. So we have what's called benign prostatic hypertrophy or benign enlargement of the prostate, right. and we also have enlargement of the prostate that's from prostate cancer. 
And it's hard sometimes to tell the difference between the two of them. Mm -hmm. This is why you have to get screening. And this is why if you have symptoms such as, you know, difficulty emptying, um, frequently, frequent running to the bathroom, decreased force of stream. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, if you have pain, that's really a big thing. Or if you start to see blood in your urine, that's a big thing. Um, You definitely need to go see your doctor. But even before you get to there, you need to get screened. Today we have, today I just want to take a little break here and let our listening audience know who we're talking to and what we're talking about. We're talking with Dr. Michelle Johnson, a doctor at Whittier Street Community Health Center, you know, one of those places in the city of Boston where they strive to uh, make people educated about their health and the importance of uh, prevention. And, And Dr. Johnson is just telling us, about some of the symptoms that uh, go with prostate because, uh, you know, um, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, Dr. Johnson, uh, and black males uh, <clears throat> with their uh, record of showing more increase than, say, another ethnic group, is there any stress involved that could impact uh, that uh, prostate situation, you know, uh, being black in America uh, and all the things that we go through, the stress, does it, is there a stress factor that be a contributing well, factor, you think? I mean, you know, I, you know, I can't say medically that that's one of the risk factors as mm-hmm. stress, but definitely we know that stress has a lot of effects on our bodies, you know, mm-hmm. from, you know, high blood pressure and heart disease and all of that stuff. So contributes. Um, yeah, it can contribute, but right. I wouldn't say that there's a direct effect right, right. of stress on, on um, you know, prostate cancer. This is cancer. something about, is, was there, is, is there a weight factor involved in this at all? A person I mean, being it, obese, yeah. obese, you know, uh, that no, could No, not effect. necessarily. It happens to men as, you know, whether you're thin or whether you're obese. Okay, all right. Yeah, so... Um, so no, I would not say but that. one of the things, one, you know, one of the things that, you know, uh, you have, you have, you have street, uh, uh, diagnoses, you know, people will tell you about experiences that they may have had or friend might've had with this prostate thing, because there are a lot of men, black men that have not been, um, uh, uh, examined, uh, had their, uh, rectum because they don't want to go to do the rectum examination, uh, because they uh, fear the word cancer, not realizing that as a prostate cancer survivor myself, that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, caught in time, uh, you don't have to worry about going out right away. You're going to go out, but it doesn't have to be uh, right then and there because you've been diagnosed with that right there. Right. Is is there a lot of research going on now? Do you think with this propensity for Black um, Americans to uh, to get prostate, is there a lot of it? Oh well, yeah, most definitely. That's been ongoing, mm-hmm. um, and and really, that's you know the reason why there is such you know gray areas. You know, initially, right. you know, they used to say everybody gets tested age fifty, no matter what, doesn't matter, and they said, okay, well. We'll do it, and then we'll do another one down the road. But then now, I think even the medical community, we are acknowledging that yes, you, you know, see, you, you, you know, see, you're seeing 
You're seeing younger people now, too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, we are seeing younger people. And I think, you know, it's, it's especially, you know, important if you have a family history of, of prostate cancer to definitely get tested. Right, you know? right. And, um, and really not to take symptoms for granted. If you have symptoms, go see your doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the biggest thing that we do, the PSA is what we do. Um, the, it's called, PSA is called pros, prostate specific antigen. So it's a, a hormone that's produced in the prostate gland and we measure that level. Um, and that's how we screen mostly. We can also do a rectal exam, but the issue is that with the rectal exam, as I said before, you mm-hmm. can only feel about a third of it. Mm-hmm, Two thirds mm-hmm. of it you can't get to anatomically when you do a rectal exam. Right. Um, and so, you know, we we mostly use the PSA. And if that's abnormal, then we also do the rectal exam. The PSA uh, is kind of controversial, too, mm-hmm. I'm told, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I remember my experience at one hospital. They gave me the PSA. Then I went to another hospital where I did the uh, actual procedure. Uh, they yeah. said that, you know, uh, sometimes the PSA is not all you need to make that a final assessment of what the health condition is all about. Right, correct. And so with so when you go in, when you decide that you want to get um, screened for prostate cancer, it really should be um, a conversation between you and your doctor, okay? Right. Um, and because... Um, you can have an elevated PSA, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have prostate cancer. Right. It could mean that you have an infection of the prostate. It could mean that um, you're you have what's called BPH or enlarged benign enlargement of the prostate, something right. that's not cancer. Yeah. Or it could be prostate cancer. Now, Doc, you, you know, I don't want to possibilities. I, I, I just love the clarity that you've provided so far here. You know, uh, because uh, we need that. Yeah. What you just said, uh, it could be an enlarged prostate, but not necessarily a cancerous uh, prostate. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I really wish we could have more information in the public. And, And I'm so grateful that you were able to come on today to talk about this because I did a radio show uh, a couple of Sundays ago and the, mm-hmm. the, the engineer said, you know, we need to talk more about health prevention, particularly around prostate because mm-hmm. people are not uh, understanding what it is and what it's right. not and mm-hmm. how do we take care of it? How do we get tested? How do we follow up? You know, mm-hmm. and that's why you're here today to talk about that. And again, uh, our guest today is Dr. Uh, Michelle Johnson from Whittier Street Community Health Center. Their number is 617-427-1000 if you have any uh, inquiries about how you get some help uh, with your situation, whatever the health matter is. Whittier Street is there for you. But today we're talking about something that we're going to talk about some more about uh, in the future which is male health, you know, and how we take care of ourselves. Does uh, does uh, drinking, substance abuse, anything, does that have anything to do with that, uh, doctor? Well, I mean, there might be some, you know, of course, when you smoke, 
or drink, you know, mm-hmm. that might contribute to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The worsening of the of the prostate, right? I'm sorry. The worsening, if you have, yeah, it yeah, can, yeah, right, right, yeah, and enlarge the prostate. You know, and, you know, cancer. I mean, smoking is a risk factor for a lot of cancers, um, and even alcohol, for that matter. So, you know, definitely we have to take these things into account. Well, I'm so glad you said that, doctor. I'm so glad you said that because. It doesn't seem as though there's been a reduction in cigarette smoking, you know, in our community. Uh, and I don't smoke anymore. I haven't smoked in over 30 years. So I'm hoping that, you know, that helps me, you know, the longevity and whatnot. But we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. This is The Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. Program is brought to you by Triad Veterans League, and we're going to be right back. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible, struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Good. We're back again, and I just want to thank Dr. Johnson. Dr. Johnson, thank you so much for coming in today and being our guest to talk a little bit about prostate cancer. Dr. Johnson, again, is at Whittier Street Community Health Center, uh, 617-427-1000. And I hope that you all, uh, listeners out there, uh, got something out of this because I sure did. And I want to thank again uh, President Federico Williams for being a conscientious leader around health care for our community, for everybody, folks. So, Dr. Johnson, we're looking forward to seeing you again. We, we know you have a bit, very busy schedule, and so we want to thank you for coming in and presenting to us today. Um, I just want to know, uh, because they say that people that are ill, yeah, would, 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 is, is prostate that kind of illness that makes you vulnerable for uh, getting the virus? Well, prostate cancer, I think, you know, any cancer puts you at risk because, you know, um, it has to do with the treatments, you know, so the treatments could decrease your your, uh, immunity and so you can be in that way more susceptible. What are these? So it's really more about the treatment. Right. um, Which can sometimes, for for different cancers, it can give you, medications that decrease your immunity like steroids or other things and that can in turn make you at risk you know if you're sick or you know chronic illnesses anything like that yeah chronic illnesses right yeah yeah what what are the treatments for prostate surgery and what else do we have right so there's hormone therapy um and usually they they do that really more if it's progressed outside of the prostate gland Mm -hmm. um this means spreading, uh, right? That means spreading. Yeah, if it's spread, exactly. Right. Um, if it's if we catch it early enough and it stays within the prostate gland, then surgery can help. Mm. But again, with surgery, you have to be concerned because you can have erectile dysfunction as a result. Mm. Um, so that might that's one of the possible risks of surgery. But at least if it's you can get it and get it out of there right. before right. it spreads. Um, 
Um, so there's that. So those are, some of, those are the two of the, I mean, again, I'm not a urologist. I'm not a specialist in, in this. I, I, I'm only coming at it from the generalist point of view, the primary care point of view. But yeah, there is surgery. There's hormone therapy. There are some other like- Chemotherapy really, too? There, Of course, of course, there's chemotherapy, which they can use as well. Mm -hmm. Um you know, with prostate cancer, sometimes it can spread to like the bones is a big place that it spreads to. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, that's one of the things they will look for if somebody gets diagnosed with it. Right. Right. But if you get if if you get your checkups. Yeah. Early on. Yeah. And you find out that you might have the cancer and not just an enlarged prostate. Correct. That 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 that, that means a lot. In that means a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you also have to remember that, you know, the recommendation they tell us is that when you go through screening, you really have to have, it has to be like a conversation between you and your doctor, because part of screening, if let's say you do a PSA and the PSA is elevated or abnormal, mm -hmm. then the next step is you got to do um, an ultrasound. And the, it's not just a regular ultrasound, but it's an ultrasound through the rectum. So that's some discomfort there. Right, right. And so to see kind of like, you know, to look closely. But the other thing you have to know is that they might do a biopsy, th again, through the rectum. So right. you just need to know that these are some of the ways that, that we diagnose things. And, and, you know, just to be aware, because I think sometimes we don't, you know, patients don't know. And they're like, oh, heck no, I don't want all that, right. you know. Um, but we just have to know that some of, that's kind of the way that we go about diagnosing it and um you know and we we may go through all that and they realize oh it's not cancer it's a lot to go through to find out but right. i guess it gives you but it does give you the peace of mind yeah right yeah right so yes. so you just have to know that it's not just you know yes there's a psa if it's normal that's great but if let's say if it's normal and and but the person has symptoms or let's say it's normal, but, you know, you do a rectal exam and there's a, a nodule in the prostate. You have to go after that. You can't just, you know, sit on your what laurels. Is the nodule? Say, oh, what is the nodule? Like a, a lump in the oh, prostate, oh, right. you know, and you wouldn't know that from, you know, the patient's point of view. But if a doctor examines you and they do, you know, a rectal exam, they might feel a mm -hmm. lump, a hard nodule, a hard lump right. in the prostate. And, you know, that's a red flag that you have to, you know, go after it, you have to biopsy it, you have to figure out what's going on. Right. So, you know, so unfortunately that PSA is just not as a perfect test as we would like it to be. We, we would love to have a test that you just do it, bam, you're done, cancer, right. no cancer, but it's not like that. But, doc, but Dr. Johnson, what is the aftercare time period if there's, you know? The aftercare after, let's say you do like a biopsy, yeah. And, you know, probably a few days or so. I mean, but you can you can have, you know, blood in your urine after they do it. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I know you you've gone through some of that yourself, so you might even be better person to to, to tell me. about. Well, you yeah. know, if I tell them, Doc, they're not going to believe me. But if you, <laughs> you see, you have something in front of your name that makes you an expert. <laughs> so I'm going to let you have all the, you know, I'm just going to ask the questions. But it, it, for me, it was. uh a real experience, yeah. you know, because I had like a lackadaisical attitude about my yeah. body and my health. And uh, yeah. a few times I didn't, I declined the rectal examination. Yeah. 
you know, and uh, then uh, I don't know how I decided uh, to, uh, because I thought everything was normal, you know, and the reason why I asked you about substance abuse and you mentioned, you responded, was because uh, I had a history of substance abuse, and, and I'm like clean now for 30 years. And so, and so uh, I didn't really take care of myself. But I'm fortunate in that it was early on detection involved. Yeah. But now I, I, I don't see too many people that think like the way I was thinking in terms sure. of trying to really rebuild my body and then mm -hmm. did the, uh, the, the examinations uh, 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 that were, they weren't exciting, I'll tell you that much when they. No, no. <laughs> but I, I, I did them, I did them. Uh, and I'm glad that I did. Uh, I notice now that there are quite a few more males uh, uh, responding to treatment sure. uh, and prevention because mm -hmm. so many of their friends and relatives are passing for, from that. Right, right. That's why I, uh, uh, I, I, I'm so concerned, you know, about overall health. But this particular situation here, it's one that people, if they don't have the right information as to what mm -hmm. it is, they think it's doomsday. Right, right, right. No, it's not doomsday. It's, you know, definitely. And the wonderful thing is that we have such great treatments and such advances in medicine. Mm -hmm. You know, right. maybe, you know, some years back, people would be dying from this, you know. But, you know, people can survive. One of the things that, you know, you said that, you know, tracing the family's health situation, you know, you could ask your granddad, ask your dad, and stuff like yeah. that. Well, my kids can ask me. Exactly. The the, the males in my family, they, they can okay. ask me, or anybody else uh, can ask right. me, you know, and I'm yeah. I'm forthcoming with that information, you know, in terms of uh, going and see about yourself. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. somebody says they can't urinate, or it's been like that for quite some time, blah, blah, blah. You know, I say, well, maybe you need to get checked out. And they say, maybe I do. But I think that the information that you shared today, I would like to see uh, uh, more of that in print. I would like to see more of that on Facebook and social media, you know, uh, because people watch social media. You know, they get on Facebook and they talk a whole lot of stuff to each other. And just to interject the health message in there around prostate to explain to them what the symptoms are. Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that you have it, but right. it also means that if you have it, this is what you need to do to deal with exactly. it. Exactly. You know, and again, you know, like a lot of times, uh, Dr. Johnson, uh, it makes a difference whether you get the information and your treatment uh, 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 from a black health care facility as opposed mm -hmm. to a white health care facility. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, we got to work on that. You know, because right. I know Whitty is open to everyone, and they have mm -hmm. a trust factor. They have a very right. huge trust factor in our community. And so, right. you know, uh, we want to just get the information out into our community exactly what's going on with your body. Right. You know, right. because right. Uh, and, and a lot of times there's no reason, no excuse for you not to go and get that rectal or whatever the, uh, mm -hmm. the test is going to be. And right. whatnot, because the family is waiting to see why you're feeling so bad and what right. can be done to help you with that. Exactly. You know, so yeah. I'm 
I'm very, I'm very, I'm very uh, enthused about this conversation because when the lady at the other radio station told me about having this conversation on this radio station, it was it wasn't a slap in the face, but it was a reality point because that's what we're supposed to do: sure. inform Definitely. people. Inform people mm-hmm. about what's going on and whatnot with that right there. So now, yeah. uh, Doctor Johnson, if you if you if you have any more information that you want to share that I haven't been able to pull out of you, you have your opportunity right now to, to say what it is that you want to say to our listening audience, which is uh, the other page radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. Our guest today is Doctor Michelle Johnson from Whittier Street Community Health Center. They're located right here in Roxbury. They're number 617-427-1000, and the operator puts you where you need to be. So, um, you know, you've, you've gotten a lot out of me, and that's a good thing. Um, right. You know, I, I think, you know, this is definitely important because I think fear kind of keeps us from doing things oftentimes. Um so I think when people have more information, ideally, mm. fear factors should go down right. um, because then they have more information and, and they can properly, you know, go through it. But I, I think the other thing that you mentioned about, you know, the trust factor, that's right. that's a big one. Um, you know, uh, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that we have a monopoly on that as black people. But I think when you find a physician you know, who who looks like you or who understands where right, you come the culture, from. Right, culture, etc. right. Yeah, it does kind of put you a little bit more at ease. And, you know, I think oftentimes, um, you know, we have this, you know, idea that everybody's out to get me or, oh, they just want to experiment on me or mm-hmm. things like that. Right. And sometimes that does keep us as a community from getting care. We got, um, we have points we have the syphilis down there tests. Yeah, yeah. We have so the, we have, you know, yeah, right. Yeah, that tells us, hey, you know, you got to be careful. Is, is, yeah, we have to be careful. But, right. you know, I think it's just key to, you know, find somebody that, that you can relate to, that you can talk to, and, um, you know, and whom you trust. This is for our listening audience, uh, you know, out there. We want to stress the importance of knowing about your body. You know, uh, don't just take your health for granted. If you're not feeling well, some days you're not going to feel good. But if it's, if it's like two or three days in a row, something like that, you got Whittier Street. This conversation today is for everybody, and I'm hoping that you're listening to Dr. Johnson share her knowledge so that you can get that knowledge and you can apply that knowledge and it'll become wisdom as to how do we deal with our healthcare situation because we should not be in the state of healthcare that we are in. And there are a lot of reasons for that. They're not all scientific, but, uh, you know, we don't want you to be feeling bad. We want you to make those checkups from the neck up and the neck down because uh, it's you. It's your life. It's your health. And this prostate cancer is not the end of the world. Mm-mm. You know, Dr. Johnson and I are great. 
It's up to you to do what you need to do to check on your health, fellas. Women can't get this. Only men can get this. And there's a certain age that it falls in. And it looks like it might be getting younger. That's not a medical fact, but I'm seeing some young people in their 40s now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, getting uh, yeah. getting this right here. So, you know, it used to be back up in the high 60s or 70s. But get the check up. Prevention, not treatment. Save yourself and look out for yourself. Get that because it's your life, not my life, your life. You want to be around a little while longer and you're not feeling that good in that area? If you feel like you might have some of the symptoms that Dr. Johnson and I are speaking about today, you know what to do, right? <laughs> Her staff will be right there for you and so that they can, you know, help you out, get you tested, give you the information, get you set for treatment if you need treatment, tell you exactly what it is, the PSAs and everything else that you need to do. Do that. Don't wait until it's too late. I've seen a lot of my friends, they just, Dr. Johnson, they didn't follow up. They didn't seek that treatment. They said, I'll be back. And then they left. And they got ill. And they wasn't able to get back. Right. It was too far gone. Yeah. Telling you. It would be nice if the body was perfect when you were born and you wouldn't have to worry about all these things, but that's not the case at all. Not at all. And we got to work on you know, getting the information to our community all over, no matter what the language is. We've got to let people know that treatment is available for this prostate cancer and uh, put that on the shelf. That's what we got to do. We got to work on this or it'll work on us. I'd rather work on it than it work on me. What about you out there, listening audience? Don't forget who we got here. We got a doctor. We have a doctor and yes, she is a female black doctor. Thank you, Dr. Johnson, for being so tenacious in getting that education that allows you to be where you are today to help not just our people, but anybody that comes in your office. But I know about the struggle for black people in getting health care. And I appreciate you coming on. And again, I'll say thank you to Frederica Williams for her leadership and having you here today. And I'm looking forward to more conversations with you, uh, Dr. Johnson. We really appreciate you coming on today. Oh, I appreciate being here. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, you take care. Have a great day. You God too. bless you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is the Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. This program is for veterans, and we do have some things to say to our veterans today. Men and women that have served the United States military, you deserve to have each and every issue addressed. Today we are going to be talking about the importance of getting housing and care for veterans in our community here in Roxbury. 
I'm trying to put together a project that will address veterans and housing and the services that are located in our community because we need that. They are older veterans. They are not getting what they need in terms of their health care address that have Alzheimer's, dementia, depression, including PTSD, and they're not able to get to the VAs. Uh, they don't know who to call. And so I'm looking at the top where the decisions are being made, and I'm asking you to look with me and help us put together a plan that we will present to the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, Cheryl L. Poppy, the Secretary or the Commissioner of Veterans Affairs for the City of Boston, Robert Santiago, or to our elected officials, including those on the federal level that shell out the money for these houses and stuff for veterans. Veterans should not have to be homeless in America. America recently had the president of the Ukraine come to the United States Congress and ask for $45 billion. All we're asking for is a tenth of that to establish a better health care system that's culturally relevant to the treatment that we need in Roxbury. Veterans need to be treated as they are. Heroes, not zeros. Don't forget us. We sacrifice our youth. Some sacrifice their lives. Some still suffer from PTSD and all other kinds of depressive behaviors that they cannot readily cope with. We need that service center in our community so that we can better serve our veterans. This is the other page radio brought to you by Triad Veterans League, and we are happy to let you know that that statue, the General Edward O. Gordine statue, is coming. The park is being ready directly across the street from Boston Police Station 2. Look at that park, and we are going to bring the statue of General Edward O. Gordine and place it there. It will be transforming the community because of the message that the black veterans have sent out since the American Revolution. Freedom for all. African-American veterans and later veterans of color have been engaged in wars all over the world, fighting for freedom for other countries and coming back to America, their country, and still not free. We want to change that. We want to say a little bit about the statue put up for the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife, Coretta King, that is now a reality, a $10 million reality on the Boston Commons. 
Martin Luther King's statue stands, and it is called Embrace, but yet we still, as Americans, have not embraced each other. It's time for a change, folks. It's time to recognize our veterans and get behind them to ensure that they get the services that they need, the services that they serve to get. I am grateful to have this opportunity to talk to my listeners about what is going on in our community. But the news that I'm here talking about is not something for you to just sit back and listen to. It is for you to think about how we can make our community better, how we can make our community stronger, how we can do that is by working with our veterans to make sure that they have the services that they serve for. They are not to be overlooked and underserved. That is the message of today. And I want to thank you for being my guest today. I'm just grateful to be in time because for 30 years I was lost. For all you veterans that don't want to be lost, do what I did. Change your thinking. And you won't be stinking. This has been the Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. Again, I want to thank you for being a part of this program to get the information from Dr. Michelle Johnson, who's over there at Whittier Street Community Health Center. She did a wonderful thing on prostate cancer. And we hope that you were able to get some information. And that information which you got that you will share with all your friends and those that need to be examined and checked out because having prostate is not the end of the world. Thank you so very much and have a great week. God bless you.